the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Let Us Reason, a Christian-Muslim dialogue with host Al Fadi. Let Us Reason is a unique show utilizing theology, apologetics, and evangelism to reach Muslims for Christ by comparing and contrasting Christian and Muslim doctrines. And now, your host, Al Fadi. We've been going through a number of very focused topics in very short videos to make it easy for you, the viewers, uh, to uh, utilize them as a tool, focus on a specific topic, and also for our Muslim friends to be able to get some of their questions answered in a very specific manner. Now, that doesn't mean we have exhausted everything, but we want it at least to be helpful to both sides and provide enough evidence that will make it easier for you to either get a quick answer or maybe use it to prompt you to dig deeper. And obviously, we will explore uh, in depth many of these topics, myself and Rob. But for now, we want to just to do these short video series, similar to the one that I've done in the past with, uh, you know, a couple of the other uh, brothers uh, on scripture twisting and many other things and also Scientific Miracles of the Quran, simply because we want you to search for one topic and find a short video. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that is commonly discussed by our Muslim friends. If you ever open the gospel discussions with a Muslim, uh, the first thing that might fly out of their mouth is that your Bible is corrupt. Well, that's interesting. Uh, and you can spin your wheels, by the way, trying to explain to them why the Bible is not corrupt. But here's an easy way, and we're going to discuss it with you today. We will turn the table around and use their own sources to prove that the Bible is not corrupt. Now, the ball is in their court. They have now to wrestle with their own sources. For instance, the Quran quoted from the Bible. Why? Was Allah that ignorant? He didn't know that a Bible is corrupt and he quoted from it. So his credibility went down the tube, if that's the case. Muhammad never said anything about the Bible being corrupt. The Quran never said anything about a book called the Bible being corrupt. And the list can go on and on and on. So this idea, spare me please, this discussion about the Bible is being corrupt. We'll use your sources and you are welcome to go and defend your own sources. So this is our advice to you, our, most, our Christian friends. Try not to spin your wheels and waste your time. Just learn what the Islamic sources says about the Bible and ask the precise and succinct questions about that. Why does your book then claim that our Bible is okay? Why did your prophet honor our book? Why didn't your God say what you just said? And that's what we are going to focus on. With me here, as I said, our dear brother, Rob Christian, and hopefully the timer will start right now so we can follow uh, at least the uh, time because we would like to keep it very short. So Rob, welcome back, brother. Thank you for inviting me yet again, brother. Uh, thank you for this awesome uh, series. Uh, again, uh, I want to uh, ask the audience to pray for our brother here, to keep him healthy and safe, brother. Uh, your amazing ministry. God bless you. God bless your ministry. God bless your wonderful uh, 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 
team that are working in the back, uh, providing all the necessary uh, things for us to do this. God bless you and let us start. Is the Bible corrupted? Now, again, uh, my Christian friends, please, as our brother just said, don't make things hard on yourself. Let the Muslims prove that the Bible is corrupted from their Quran and from the mouth of Muhammad himself. What did Muhammad say? If we go, for example, to a hadith in Sunan Abi Dawud, Muhammad said when he was asked to cast judgment on two people from among the Jews who committed zina, meaning adultery, Muhammad said, give me a copy of the Torah. And he was giving a copy and he removed the cushion from underneath him and he placed, he placed basically the Torah on the judge cushion and he said, I believe in thee, meaning he swore on the Torah. I believe in thee and the one who sent thee. Meaning, all Muhammad, Rasulullah, the messenger of Allah, believed in the Torah. And on top of that, he swore on the Torah. How can Muhammad swear on something that is corrupted? Clearly, that means according to the Muslims of today, Muhammad was an idiot. He did not know what he was talking about. Right, ya Muslimin? Ya Muslimun? Okay, I hope you are agreeing with me. Now, Regarding this topic, regarding this topic, we can see the following information in the Quran that actually allows us to think and use our brains that the Quran clearly does not say that the Bible is corrupted. But otherwise, on the other hand, it says in chapter like this one, Surah Al-An'am, I 115, the word of your Lord is perfect in truthfulness and justice. No one can change his words. According to the Quran, the Injil and the Torah and the Zabur, which they call the Psalms, are the words of Allah. How can Muslims lie about Allah, lie about Muhammad and say that the Torah and the Injil, which is the gospel, that they are corrupted? Yet Allah himself confirms that no one can change his words. Here is more. Another ayah, chapter 5, Surah Al-Ma'idah, the table, ayah 47. Allah says, and the people of the Injil, who are the Christians, us Christians, we must judge by what Allah has sent down inside the gospel. And whoever does not judge according to what is sent down by Allah inside the gospel, it is they who are the sinners, they are the bad ones. So Allah again commands the Christians, the people of the Injil, the gospel, to judge by the gospel. But wait, here we have a huge problem, brother. Yeah, go ahead. I want to just interject here. This particular chapter, chapter 5, verse 47, for instance, is part of a series, a context starting from verse 42 to 48. It's very damaging because chapter 5 allegedly was among the last chapters to be revealed along with chapter 9, meaning towards the end of the Quran, the Quran still acknowledges the Injil and earlier it talks about the Torah and quotes directly an eye for an eye from Exodus 21 verse 23. Why in the world would Allah quote from a book that has been corrupted? And look at chapter uh, verse 48, right underneath this one, it says, and oh dear prophet, uh, basically, we have sent down the true book upon you, confirming the book. By the way, the English is wrong. It's saying books. That's a lie. Because in the Arabic, min al-kitab, basically one book, meaning both the Torah 
and the Injil together and claiming that the Quran came to confirm both the Torah and the Injil. I wanted to just interject this, brother. Exactly, brother. It's amazing. And remember, as the brother just said, this is really important. Surah Al-Ma'idah is in Medina. So Muhammad already left Mecca and he is in Medina. So this is one of the last chapters of the Quran. Ya Muslimin, ya Muslimun. Think with me here. Muhammad is in Medina. Is He's basically in the last part of his life. He's still confirming and commanding the Christians. Oh, Christians, you all have the gospel. Listen to what the gospel says. Read your gospel and judge by what Allah supposedly said in the gospel. But wait, we have a problem. Why? We have a disaster. Karitha. Because if we Christians read our gospel that is uncorrupted according to the Quran, then we have to reject Muhammad because it contradicts Islam. It contradicts the Quran. Meaning, if we have to go what the Quran says in chapter 5, ayah 47, we have to reject Muhammad. We have to understand that he is a false prophet because he rejects the son. And the one who rejects the son, he rejects the father. Meaning Muhammad is a fraud, is a false prophet, and the Quran cannot be from God. So here Muhammad shot himself in the foot, right? He shot himself in the foot. He did not realize because he never knew what the gospel said. Else, how could he have said what he said in the Quran, right? Proving that the Quran cannot be from God. Else, we have a God that con- can contradict himself and shoot himself in the foot, in the feet. Want to add something, brother? No, I mean, you've done great, brother. All right, let us continue. Here's another ayah that actually should allow any Muslim to think and use his brains. Chapter 10, Surah Yunus, ayah 94. So if you are in doubt, meaning, O Muhammad in context, and here the translator, we should thank him for allowing us to think and, and use our brains that in context it's about Muhammad. So if you, Muhammad, are in doubt, why would Muhammad be in doubt? I mean, Muhammad is already receiving supposedly divine revelation. Uh, so everything that Muhammad is talking that comes out of his mouth is divine revelation from Allah through Jibreel. So why would Muhammad, why is Muhammad still in doubt? Why would Allah say to Muhammad, Ya Muhammad, if you are in doubt, anyway, an off topic to, you know, to think about, about that which we have revealed to you. If you are in doubt about the Quran, then ask those before you, who the Jews and the Christians, who have been reading the scripture, meaning the Torah, the Injil, the gospel, and the Zabur, the Psalms, before you. Did you catch it? So if Muhammad is in doubt, let him go. Allah says that go to the people of the book because they have the truth. But wait, how can Allah, ya Muslimin of today, ya Muslimun of today, how can Allah say to Muhammad, if you are in doubt, Muhammad, go to the people before you, the Jews and the Christians, because they have the truth in their scriptures. How is the truth then corrupted inside the gospel and the Torah? How dare you? To call Allah a liar. How dare you to call Muhammad a liar? Because clearly in the time of Muhammad, the Jews and the Christians who made copies on top of copies, thousands and thousands of copies all over the world of the gospel and the Injil, the, the gospel and the Torah. We have a problem here, Muslims. Stop claiming that the Bible is corrupted. Here is more. Chapter 61, Ayah 6, actually... 
is the problem why Muslims have to say that the Bible is corrupted, brother Al-Fadi. Because here we see that it says, and when Jesus, Isa, the Islamic Jesus, son of Mary said, children of Israel, Ya Ben Israel, I am indeed the messenger of Allah to you, confirming the Torah, again, confirming the Torah, that is before me, and giving good tidings of a messenger who shall come after me, whose name shall be Ahmed. So the Muslims of today, or let's say the modern scholars, or the Muslims who came after Muhammad, when they started to read the Bible, read the Torah and Injil, they were shocked. They could not find the name of Ahmad. So they had to, they had to assume that the Bible is corrupted because they could not find the name of Muhammad. Well, Muslims, how, how, why should we, why should we corrupt our scripture only to remove the name of Muhammad? Clearly, Muhammad was fabricating the Quran, lying, right? He was lying. He was telling his Sahaba, my name is, is in the Torah. My name is in the Injil. But when we do our homework, we don't find the name. We don't find any description. We don't find the name Ahmad. And guys, the, the name is Ahmad. So if Muslims want to find the name of their prophet, they should look for Ahmad in the Torah or the gospel. Right? So this is the reason, my friends, Christians, this is the reason why Muslims of today think they have to assume that the Bible is corrupted while they can't find any backup, neither from the hadith, from the mouth of Muhammad, or from the Quran, that right. our Bible is corrupted. But they have to assume that the Bible is corrupted without any proof because they can't find their prophet in our books. Right, Brother, maybe we can continue uh, in part two. Absolutely. Uh, in another video. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, brother. As always, great job. And thank you, everyone, for uh, joining us. Uh, hopefully, yeah, you've been finding these uh, video series to be very helpful. Until next part, have a blessed day. Thank you for listening. We'll be right back after this message. You're listening to Let Us Reason with Al Fadi. We depend on the generous gifts of our supporters to produce this program. To join us in this work, go to patreon.com and search for Sira International. That's C-I-R-A International. You can also donate through PayPal. Go to sirainternational.com to learn more. Your support will help us continue introducing Muslims to the gospel of Christ. Now, back to Let Us Reason. Last time we talked about this fundamental question, is the Bible corrupted? And why do Muslims make that claim? Well, today we are going to continue with the same topic. So this is part two of that discussion. Uh, brother Rob, uh, welcome back, and thank you so much for taking the time, as always, brother, to do this with us. What is it that we are going to talk about this time, at least for the sake of our viewers? All right. Uh, in this part two of this series, I want to bring uh, the attention to everybody. Why Muslims? Why Muslims of today? They assume, they have to assume that the Bible is corrupted. And again, without any proof from their books, without any proof from Muhammad, himself from a hadith let's say a, a, a sahih hadith or whatever or from the quran itself where it says crystal clear that the bible that the injil or the torah or the zabur are corrupted so they have to re, uh, put trust in later scholars and here's an example of such a very famous scholar his name is ibn hazm a famous theologian a famous polymath a historian a philosopher and so on he was born 
He was born in the Caliphate of Cordoba, which is present-day Spain. So he's a Spaniard, let's say, right? He uh, was born in the 10th century, and he died in the 11th century in Spain. Imagine, in Spain, in Cordoba. And Muslims put their trust and salvation on such people, such, uh, let's say, let, let us call him a modern scholar, because he is not from the time of Muhammad. He is actually fourth centuries after the death of Muhammad in the 11th century. He came, he made the idea famous that the Bible must be corrupted because we Jews, we Christians, we remove the name of Muhammad. So the only reason for them, for the Muslims of today to call the Bible corrupted and call their prophet and Allah liars, contradict their prophet, contradict their Allah, because remember in part one, we showed you and we discussed that neither Allah and neither Muhammad said that the Bible is corrupted, but much later Muslims, Muslims of today, they have to assume that the Bible is corrupted because and only because the name of Muhammad is nowhere to be found in the Bible. And that's the reason why they say that the Bible is corrupted, my friends, oh beloved audience. So, and later, later, another reason for that, when the Christians in the Middle East, they started to translate the Bible in the Arabic and here's some information on the screen, my friends. Let us read it. The Arabic version of the Bible, the Arabic translation of the Bible, often called the Van Dyck version, has been common use in common use in the Arabic-speaking countries, in countries like, uh, let's say, uh, Iraq, Syria, and so on. Since this translation of the New Testament was completed in March 1860, 1860, and the Old Testament in March 1865, so five years later. They also uh, finalized the Old Testament. So now we have the complete <coughs> Bible translated, let's say, in the, uh, in the ninth, 19th century. Muslims started to feel the heat, Brother El-Fadi. Muslims started to finally feel the heat, and they said, we have to do something. Now the Arabic-speaking Christians, right? And remember, the Muslims are in power, yet the Christians are now are teaching their children from the Arabic translation of the Bible. So the Muslims are, are worried because now they can show also in the Arabic that uh, Islam is false because nowhere is the name Muhammad found in the Bible. So they had to come up with new plans. Hey, we now need to teach and warn our Muslim uh, uh, audience, a uh, 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 Muslim ummah, we have to teach them that the Bible is corrupted, else yep. Islam will collapse. And right? not only that, something, brother? Yeah. not only that, but, but because they knew their own children, the Muslim children now have access to an Arabic Bible and they'll be able to read it for themselves. And that's another reason why they were in panic mode. Exactly. And the more people started to read the Bible, the more they came to uh, to realize that, hey, the name Ahmad is nowhere to be found. So we have to assume that the Bible is corrupt without any proof from the Quran, without any backup from a uh, reliable hadith from the mouth of Muhammad. And here is more. If we go, brother, and it's on the screen, we go to the early biography about the life of Muhammad by uh, Ibn Ishaq, Ibn Hisham, who edited it much later. And here's the translation for it. We go to, let's say, uh, to this page on the screen. We see, and Muslims, you are, 
You should be now in panic mode, and here is why. You should get worried because the most earliest biography about the life of Muhammad by Ibn Ishaq, Ibn Isham says the following. It is extracted from what John the Apostle said down for them when he, who John the Apostle, he wrote the gospel for them, meaning for the Christians, from the testament of Jesus, the son of Mary. Brother, did you notice something? Muslims always claim, uh, we don't know who wrote the gospel of John, but yet in the most earliest biography about the life of Rasulullah, we find that Ibn Ishaq, Ibn Isham, they are saying that John the apostle wrote the gospel of John. So how is the gospel corrupted, brother? While the most earliest book, about the life of Muhammad. I remember this is even older than the Quran because the Quran of today uh, uh, is not that old as the yeah. Muslims are claiming, right? Not and only that, brother. Proved it. Yeah. Not only that, if you read uh, about the prophets according to Ibn Kathir, he actually quotes the story of the conversion of the Apostle Paul from Acts chapter 9 verbatim. Exactly. He uses it to try to show you that Paul used to be a heathen, used to be against Christianity, and then he converted and followed Jesus. Yeah, and the most devastating part is, brother, that the the here Sirat al-Rasul, right? Uh, the the biography about Muhammad is word for word, almost word for word, is quoting, brother. If on the next slide, as we can show you, word for word, almost word for word, John fifteen twenty three again, John fifteen verses twenty three, all the way to John sixteen. Verse 1, almost word for word. That's right. From the Gospel of John. So how is it corrupted? Yet your most earliest historian, basically, Ibn Ishaq, and later Ibn Hisham are quoting almost verbatim the Gospel of John. How is this possible? How dare you to lie, ya Muslimin? Deceive yourself and try to deceive Christians in the process while your most earliest book are confirming even the Gospel of John. And not only that, confirming that it's John who wrote the Gospel of John. Did you catch it? Uh So, and on top of that, uh, Ibn Ishaq, Ibn Hisham, they make a really horrible mistake in the bottom. It says that Muhammad is in the Gospel of John because... uh, the name of Muhammad is there. And Ibn Ishaq has to assume that Muhammad is the paraclete, as you see, the paraclete, meaning the Holy Spirit. So and at the same time, not only quoting the Gospel of John, saying it's the Gospel of John, John himself wrote the Gospel of John, but calling Muhammad God, the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. So here he commits blasphemy, he commits sure, calling his prophet Muhammad the Holy Spirit, brother. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this idea that they're fixated on this uh, uh, notion that the paraclete means Muhammad. I don't know where they get this from. It's funny that they claim they know Aramaic, Syriac, Greek, and they don't have a clue what they're talking about, to be honest with you. Exactly, brother. So, Muslims, today again we showed you that much later scholars, they came because they started to feel the heat. Hey, we have to do something because the Christians are are refuting us. We have to lie and we have to come with all kind of mental gymnastics and uh, duct taping to lie about the Bible 
because we can't find the name of uh, our Rasul uh, Ahmed in neither in the Torah, neither in the gospel. So we have to assume that the Bible must be corrupted without any proof again, without anything, no hadith from the mouth of Muhammad, no ayah from the Quran that confirms that the Bible is corrupted. Muslims, please wake up. We do not hate you. We are showing you what your books are saying. We are showing you how your scholars deceive you without any backup, without any proof from the Islamic books. Only assumption on top of assumption. Thank you for watching and God bless. Amen. Thank you, brother. A great job as always. Thank you to our viewers. And uh, we really uh, basically encourage you to uh, interact with us in the comment section. Uh, send us some thoughts and ideas about maybe other topics that we'd like for us, me and Rob, to focus on. Maybe something that you feel like you would love it if there is short videos on those particular uh, tools that uh, you can utilize. Even if you use these videos, let us know uh, how it went. If there was any pushbacks against uh, some of the stuff, keep us posted because we can always come back and even provide further evidence or even clarifications if it wasn't clear to some of you. Thank you again. Thank you, brother. This is Al-Fadi. God bless you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.